You're listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go, a podcast that'll change how you think and change your life. I'm Willie Horton and I'm a psychologist. I've been helping people change their lives since 1996. Broadcasting from the French Alps and delighted to have you along. Let's take this week's step in the right direction. What could be simpler than a two-piece jigsaw? Unlike any other jigsaw you've ever come across, you don't need to look at the big picture on the front of the box to figure out how the two pieces fit together. No big picture is required. Hold that thought. Bear it in mind as we progress from having spoken about the first piece of the jigsaw in our last episode to exploring how the second piece of the jigsaw doesn't just fit with the first piece, but is aided and abetted by the first piece. In last week's episode, we talked about meditation. We didn't talk about meditation because it is the first piece of the jigsaw. We talked about meditation because it is the training that enables you turn up to the here and now, be present to your life in the here and now, that is the first piece of the jigsaw. Meditation is only the training. People often get confused about that. They assume that meditation is an end in itself. No, meditation is a tool. Meditation is no more than a tool, regardless of whether you're using it just, <laughs> just to restructure your brain so that you can live your life to the full, or whether you are using it as a spiritual exercise, which often, and I know people often balk at me talking about the spiritual side of things, but the spiritual side of things often is a follow-on from the practicalities of retraining your mind, restructuring your brain, so that you can turn up to your life and live your life to the full. Do you know why? Because when you do turn up to your life, when you discover that you are not anything like who you thought you were as a result of your formative programming, when you begin to discover who you really are, you begin to realize and experience how that makes you an integral part of this grand, wonderful universe of ours. We've talked about this before from the perspective of hard-nosed, cutting-edge modern quantum physics, the science that says the universe basically wouldn't exist without you or I. That's how important you are, and that is so different from the perspective or perception that you were given of yourself when you were young and impressionable. And that is why people will often, I suppose, and I don't like to use the word progress, although there is an ongoing progression, but people will progress from just experiencing the peace of mind and the calm of a meditation to experiencing the peace of mind and the calm of being in the moment during the cut and thrust of the day, of being in control of one's head whilst all around you are losing theirs. And then we progress into a deeper understanding, not just of who I am, but that of which I am capable. And indeed, as we discussed a few weeks ago, that of which I deserve. Because you deserve all good things in your life. The only thing that's holding you back are the thoughts that have been rattling around in your own head. And for starters, meditation will rid those thoughts of the power that they wielded over you as a result of your paying them your automatic 
attention. Bear in mind, just before we move on, as I said in our last episode, meditation enables you take control, full control of your attentional spotlight. So once starved of your attention, your thoughts are nothings, the bursting bubbles that we talked about in our last episode. With regular meditation, we are led by our inner selves to a clearer and clearer presence of mind. This gives us a better and better understanding of the things that turn us on, the things that we want to achieve, the experiences that we want to have, the lifestyle we want to have, the kind of life we would love to live, or as we'll see as this particular episode progresses, the kind of life that is best for you. In other words, again, let me go back and labor the point in relation to meditation. Meditation is an everyday thing that you do because meditation is a lifestyle choice. It's actually a life choice that you're making every time you decide you're going to further and more deeply cultivate your ability to turn up and be present to your life so that you can create through your actions, which are totally different from a normally minded person's reactions, so that you can create through your actions, the kind of life that you would love to live. At the end of our last episode, when we concluded our investigation of the practicalities of the first piece of the two-piece jigsaw, I said that presence of mind, turning up to your life in the here and now is only going to lead you in the direction that you would love your life to go if you know the direction in which you would love your life to go. We said that you can't just turn up to the here and now, you need to know why you have turned up to the here and now. So let's take this in, like everything else we always talk about, baby steps. Because people will immediately balk at the idea of, I need to know the kind of life I want. Because coming to it from the perspective of having used your mind normally, normal crazily, for a protracted period of time throughout your adult life before you actually start cultivating your ability to be present. Coming at it from that perspective, you don't know what you want. You couldn't know what you want. And if you know what you want, you only think you know what you want because a normal mind will use normal constructs of what looks and feels like, or what you think looks and feels like happiness and success, to create an idea, and that's all it'll be. It'll be a concept from the conceptual self, an idea of the kind of life you would love. So anybody who ever says to me at the outset, oh, I know exactly what I want, they are lying. They're not lying to me, they're lying to themselves because they don't, how could they? Therefore, people will say to me, I, I actually don't know what I want. And I would say to them, yes, you're right. You don't know what you want, as I said a moment ago. How could you? And people will then say, well, how can I move forward if I don't know what I want? Or I don't know the kind of life I would love to live. And, you know, people will often try to batten down 
their ideas of the kind of life they would love to live. I had a, an interesting email exchange with somebody who is not a client, by the way, just follows uh, the podcasts and the Thursday videos and quick tips and normal crazy people stories. This actually turned out in the end to be a normal crazy people story because she said to me, I don't know what I want. And I emailed her back saying, of course you don't know what you want. She said, but I have some ideas. And then there followed a string, I was going to say a stream of consciousness, I don't know what it was, a stream of thoughtfulness, and we all know how thought can damage or does damage our ability to be present every day, because the string of emails went like this, I'd love to live by the sea, maybe the west coast of Ireland. I'd love to live by the sea, maybe a warm place which immediately rules out the west coast of Ireland. I'd love to live in a place with palm trees. Now we're definitely a million miles away from the west coast of Ireland. Then the next email was, I often thought I would fancy the idea of living in New Zealand. And then another email, I've often fancied one of the Greek islands. And I emailed her back and I said to her, you know, how are you ever going to hit any of these targets if the target keeps moving. It isn't that you keep moving the goalposts, you keep changing the game, never mind the goalposts. Once you let your mind run away with you like that, you are making it impossible for you to gain an understanding of what you really, really want. Now, once you start meditating, you're going to stop your mind running wild like that. that. That's one of the key things that I would say to you here. And what that means is, this is going to sound obvious now when I say it out loud, what that actually means is that the more you meditate and the clearer your mind becomes, the clearer what you want out of life becomes, the clearer what is actually important to you becomes, and the clearer it becomes to you that actually you are the most important person in your life. Now, people have often said to me over the years, oh, I will meditate. I'll develop my ability to be present. I'll set my mind to achieve the kind of life I would love my wife and children or husband and children to have. I'll do it for the children. How many times have we heard that expression? That's a lie, because if you don't do it for yourself, you're not capable of even being there for your children or those that you love. So that's a lie. You are the most important person in your life. You need to understand that. Uh, yeah, I, actually, you know, you'll end up understanding it. You'll end up experiencing it again, because, as I said a minute ago, the more you meditate, the more your mind becomes clearer and clearer, the clearer it will become to you that you are the most important person in your life. To use a flying analogy, you need to put your own oxygen mask on first before you assist others with theirs. You need to get your own head straight. It's only when you become present that you are actually there for those you currently, not being present, only claim to love. I know you think you love them, but until you're truly present, you're not properly there for them. Uh, you understand what I'm saying. But let's come back to the nub of the second piece of the jigsaw. What do you really want? And as I said, using your mind normally, you haven't a clue. It'll become clearer the more your mind clears. But let's, as I said a minute ago, take this in baby steps. What do you want to achieve today? 
whatever day or time you're listening to this, what do you want to achieve in the next couple of hours? Why did you get out of bed this morning? What are the things, not so much that are on your to-do list, but the things that you know you need to do? Right? Now, now, let's tear that particular sentence apart for a minute, because people have to-do lists, and what they have on those to-do lists is the obvious stuff that your thinking mind thinks you need to do. What will never make a to-do list is the stuff that you know you need to do to move your life forward, but it would make you uncomfortable to even think about doing it, so it never makes it onto a to-do list, even though you know there are things that you have to do to change your life. So I am not talking about what's on your to-do list today that you want to achieve. I'm talking about what step do you need to take today to move your life a little bit forward, to move the needle ever so slightly on your life. Why did you get out of bed this morning? It wasn't, as I said, just to do what was on your to-do list. And it certainly wasn't to do the bidding of normal crazy people. There has to be something we can do every day to move our lives forward. The fact that I am even recording this podcast is moving my life forward because every time I immerse myself in what we talk about on this podcast, every time I meditate, every time I immerse myself in this material, I move further forward in my understanding of everything in my understanding of me and in my understanding of what is important to me and those around me as a result of my understanding my own primary importance and then my understanding of the life that I was going to say would love to live I'm actually living it because somebody said to me a couple of weeks ago oh Willie you're living the dream yes I am living the dream that doesn't mean I don't want to progress anymore because we have to keep progressing. So let's talk about your progression. Pick something that you know you would love to achieve, not necessarily today, but in the next week or two. It doesn't have to be grand. In fact, the smaller it is, the more you are going to set yourself up for success. The bigger it is at this point in time in your progression, the more you might set yourself up. Not so much for failure, but impatience and a lack of understanding of how this whole thing ultimately flows effortlessly forward. So pick something after this episode, pick something that you would really love to do or experience or achieve in the next couple of weeks. And as I said, the smaller, the better. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but actually, when you begin to set your mind, and I'll explain how you do that in a moment, to achieve something small, you acclimatize your newly developing brain to achieving the goals that you have set for it. That builds your confidence, if I can use that word. That builds your ability to trust yourself that ultimately will build your ability to just let go we'll, we'll come back to that what you will then do having picked what you would love to achieve or experience or do in the next couple of weeks after you've decided that you then need to take a step back 
maybe sit down, have a cup of coffee or watch the world go by for a few minutes and ask yourself the following question. How will I feel when I have achieved that? The question is not, what will I achieve? The question is not, what will I even see, hear, taste or smell for the five senses? Because a lot of people will talk about visualization. I'm picking on the feeling sense. What will I feel? Because ultimately it is the feeling that triggers the subcortical brain's ability to lock on to the coordinates that you are going to give it to enable it present to you the experience that you would love to have. Now, if you want to listen to that again, I think it is worth replaying that couple of sentences that I've just said. When you have got a sense or a feel for how you will feel when you have achieved whatever it is you've decided that you want to achieve, then you ask yourself, if I were there now, how does it feel? We must remember that from the perspective of quantum physics, from the perspective of cognitive psychology, from the perspective of neuroscience, the subconscious mind, subcortical brain, only understands the present tense for obvious reasons. That's where your life is lived. So you're asking yourself the question now in the present tense, how does it feel? Now you might add on to that, what am I looking at or who am I with? or what am I hearing, or what am I smelling, or what am I tasting? But the key question I'm asking is, how does the experience feel? When you have a sense of that, and it might, by the way, only be one sentence. Some people often say to me, oh, do I need to write pages? Do I need to write a short story? No, you need to write what feels right. When you have got a handle on that, when you have a sense for that, Get a piece of paper and a pen, preferably a loose piece of paper, and write down what feels right about how you feel. Fold it up and put it away. That is how you set your mind. Now, there's, there's a whole heap of science behind that. That is how you enable the subcortical brain, the doing part of your brain, get the coordinates that it will now simply seek out. You don't know, by the way, how it will do that. You might think you know, but that's the rock you'd perish on. You don't know exactly when it will happen that you do it and achieve it and experience it. And you don't know exactly what you will need to do to experience it. What you know is the why. And the why is what you experience, the joy you experience, when having achieved whatever it is you've decided to achieve. In other words, you don't need to know the how, the when, or the what. You only need to know the why. You only need to know the outcome. That is how the subcortical brain, in the fashion of a heat-seeking missile, will simply seek out those coordinates to which you have set it.
Now, this goes against the grain of the thinking mind because being a thinking mind, the thinking mind always thinks, I need a plan. No, you don't need a plan. The thinking mind will think, oh, I need to know how I get there. No, you don't. The doing mind is the part of your mind that immediately got you out of danger in evolutionary times when confronted by a person-eating beast without you having to think about it because it already knew the how and the what you needed to do. And obviously the when was I need to do it now. Oh, isn't that an interesting point? Because once you've set your mind, the now in which you need to do it will be obvious to you because the subconscious mind, the subcortical brain, the doing brain will know when to do it. So it isn't just that it knows the outcome. It will know exactly what you need to do, how you need to do it, and when you need to do it in the perfect moment. That's how that part of the brain works already if you'd only get out of your own way and stop thinking about it. Now, people will again say to me, but these questions are still too difficult. I don't know what kind of life I am looking for. I don't even know if what I might like to achieve over the next couple of weeks falls into that grander pattern. What if I go off in the wrong direction? You know, the number of people, the, the number of online program owners who stop at session number 52, because session number 52 is the session where they get to write their perfect moment, in other words, set their brain's coordinates. An awful lot of people stop there frightened because they think, that's, as I said a minute ago, the rock they perish on, they think that they might write the wrong thing. No, that's why I'm saying take it in baby steps. That is because the baby steps will, as I said earlier on, get you into the good habit of you trusting yourself by producing that you, to which you have set your mind. That allied to the first piece of the jigsaw will enable you move ever forward and deeper into a deeper understanding of who you are and what you deserve and the kind of life that is best for you. It will dawn on you. It will occur to you. Because the second piece of the jigsaw obviously cannot be cast in stone because our lives are a progression towards the life that is best for us. That progression takes place one now at a time and that is why I said a couple of minutes ago that the goal you might set yourself, if I can use that word goal, for the next couple of weeks, the smaller that goal, the better. Because there's no such thing as a small now. There's no such thing as an insignificant goal. There's no such thing as an insignificant now. Because this is your life here and now. And it is what you do in this here and now that will set you up for the next here and now. Reflect on that because that goes back to our episode last week when I said that if you don't meditate first thing in the morning, you're heading for a rocky road for the day ahead. I didn't say you couldn't come off the rocky road, I said quite the opposite. But the fact of the matter is that how I behave myself, how I turn up to this now sets me up for the next now. It's like, it's like a chain reaction. It's like a progression moving forward. And okay, I might fall off the horse. As we said last week, we're all only human, but you get back up on the horse, you get up where you left off and you move forward again. Every little now that you turn up to now is going to transform your life. 
because that is so qualitatively and experientially different from every now that you've missed when you were using your mind normally. And that means that the second piece of the two-piece jigsaw is fluid. It is evolving all of the time. And that evolution takes place hand in hand with the physical evolution of the structures of your own brain. Now, what that means is that the second piece of the two-piece jigsaw is more like a thousand-piece jigsaw. And you've got to say to yourself, hold on, I need to know a thousand pieces. Surely now I do need the big picture on the front of the jigsaw box so I know what I am even looking at and I know where the pieces begin to fit together. No, bear with me. The tapestry of your life, the fabric of your everyday is like a thousand piece jigsaw made up of all the little nows that together give you your perfect life, the life that is best for you. As your clarity of mind evolves, as it becomes clearer and clearer to you, what's important to you, and as I said earlier on, starting with yourself, you begin to understand that you know, you just know deep down, the four corner pieces of the jigsaw, if I can put it like that, the four corner pieces of the thousand piece jigsaw. That is all you need to know, because the inner you, the knowing you, moving forward, evolving one now at a time, will fill in all of the rest of the detail itself because it knows best. In other words, you already know the kind of life you would love to live. You just don't know you know because your thinking mind has gotten the way. You already know what is best for you. You already know how to get it. It's just that because you thought you needed a plan and when you sat down to do the plan, you say to yourself, I can't figure out how that could ever happen to me. Or as we said a couple of weeks, how I even would deserve it. You only thought that the real you, the inner you that will emerge, the clearer your mind becomes already knows all of these things. And that's why I said earlier on, pick something small to set your mind to first so you can get used to the idea that you can trust yourself implicitly and explicitly. You can trust yourself absolutely. Now, people will often say to me, hold on, now you're talking about a leap of faith, that a leap of faith is required to enable me prove to myself that I can trust myself. There is no leap of faith required. The only thing that is required is the presence of mind that we develop as a result of the first piece of the jigsaw. Everything else flows from that. You've been listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go. To get involved, join me in my Facebook group, strangely enough called To Succeed, Just Let Go. And for more information, visit www willie